Amelia, James and Hazy special pageant edition show. Thanks for joining us. Well, we sent you, James, down to the pageant and you tried to cover it for us. I did a live cross. You blew it, mate. Hmm? You blew it. All right. If by blue, you mean blew the roof off of this radio station (laughs) with my live cross. (laughs) Then you'd be wrong. Um, We also had the top five Christmas float ideas, Christmas pageant float ideas. Yeah, the brand new floats. They were great. They'll probably get the nod, I reckon, next year. Keep an eye out for them. And Hazy, you penned a beautiful letter. Heartfelt. Yeah, heartfelt letter to your Tender. wife, Cara, who is 20 weeks pregnant. Mm. And you discuss um, the challenges she's faced and you really sort of realise what pregnancy is like. She da real MVP. I mean, pregnancy uh, Since is we beautiful. said that, I have been trying to come up with something MVP could stand for. Mothers, valuable, player. And guys, just quickly, I mean, what about this guy? And not Brian Taylor. I'm talking about Dr. Carl. The guy is a genius. We had him on the show. We asked him some very interesting questions. We did. And he nailed all of them. He got it down pat. He also called us doctors. Which yeah, I appreciated. I love him. I think he should be a regular on the radio. We'll ask him. Mm. Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast. Top five things. I come to you bearing gifts. I look forward to this. You're very much built like Santa. Yeah. And the three wise men, all put together with a belt around them. I'm a broad individual. The Christmas pageant is on today and there are a number of new floats. Sorry, I'm still puffed out. I know, you're exhausted. You've put in a lot of dance work that the good people at home and in the car wouldn't have appreciated. But I did. And it's lifted my spirits. 64 pageant floats. There are five new ones. And I've got the top five of those five ready to present. But these pa- these are floats. These are real floats. Are they? These are the Five new floats for the pageant this year. Number five. Number five honours frantic Christmas Eve shoppers. You know, it's Christmas Eve, you don't have any gifts, you start shoving people. They'll be walking around the middle of the floats, stealing things from other floats. That's me. That's myself and the wider male community as well. We're not very good at it, but frantic Christmas Eve shoppers, that's number five. Number four. There's a lot of happy families at Christmas time. Yeah. But this pageant also offers... Uh, an honouring of unhappy families. What? Yes, it honours the crying, spoilt children on Christmas Day who didn't get exactly what they wanted. That's and the drunk flight. uncles leering at people, unfortunately. And there are the burnt food dancers. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Of course, some people don't have families for Christmas. They're alone. So there's a float this year honouring people who are alone at Christmas time. Lonely people, like orphans and some immigrants and people who nobody likes, who don't have anyone to be with at Christmas. So what does it look like? It's a series of small individual cages to symbolically represent loneliness. Okay. Very good. Number two. That one's not a happy one. And there's this one. It's the Jesus-themed one. That's the original Spirit of Christmas, the Nativity. Thank you. So this one, it features an adult Jesus weeping Um, because of the commercialization of his glorious message for the world. It's his birthday. He shouldn't be crying. I know. We're talking about tears or a bit of blood, a bit of stigmata. He's crying. (laughs) It's it's stigmata, but only because it's a very poorly built float and he stood on a prickly bit. Excellent. Number one. And number one is my personal favourite event this year. Is this a happy one? The Elf Solidarity March. For too (laughs) long have the elves been used as slave labour by Santa Claus. We are marching in solidarity for almost human rights for elves. That's a cause I can get behind. I think we all can. As in physically? Um, What? 
Oh, I was just having a crack at your height, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast. Pageant is on. Kicks off at 9.30. It's going to be a hell of a day. Make sure you get in early. Get yourself a nice spot on the chalk. The creative director is Brian Gilbertson. He does a sensational job and he joins us right now. Mate, thank you for taking the time with us. Yeah, pleasure. Now, I understand right now um, there'd be a whole heap of characters in the parklands having brekkie. Is that right? Uh, utter madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, Brian, um, just quickly, because I know you're, you're busy organising the pageant. It's about to kick off at 9.30. Um, sure. What, just quickly, are some of the new floats we need to look out for? The opening's going to be crazy. There's 85 pipers and uh, 85 dancers wow. with a massive 85. We've got soft toys, which is sort of like a celebration of rock and roll because the whole theme of the pageant is let's celebrate. We've got a new royal family uh, ball. It's called Royal Christmas Ball. uh, And so we've got the royal family from the Leukemia Foundation are our uh, partners this year. And, uh, you know, they've they've got the beautiful queen and king up there. uh, And we've got ballroom dancers on the front of that. So that should look quite majestic. We've got Counting Down to Christmas, so you check out whether you're naughty or nice because that's mm-hmm. coming your way and that's going to be looking at all the letters that have been sent to Father Christmas and uh, uh, some of them are naughty and some of them are nice. So we'll see what happens there. And they're also creating their presents and really in a rush to finish with conveyor belts and all sorts of things happening on that. Oh. What else have we got? There's a whole pile of stuff out there. We've got a lovely new mini float because we have a competition every year with the schools and there's a snowman this year, so look out for that. That's fun. So my fiance is a Kiwi, and she um, this is her first Adelaide Christmas pageant. Uh, yes. She's very excited. She doesn't quite know what to expect. So for anyone out there who is unaware of the scope, how big is this thing going to be today? 85th year. Look, the pageant, really, I think sometimes we take for granted in South Australia the enormity of what we do. This pageant is, is in fact, the biggest and the best pageant of its kind in the world. There is no other pageant, even Macy's or or Toronto. Oh, there you go. That's, <laughs> the or Toronto. Yeah. Um, they're not as big as this pageant. In some of those places, they might get more people there because they have more population. But in terms mm. of the number of floats and all those sorts of things. So when you come out here, you're going to see 172 basically theatrical moving sets. We've got ballet out there. We've got uh, calisthenic people out there doing wonderful things. Uh, marching bands, pipers. Um, clowns. There's a hundred. There's 270 odd clowns out there, and they'll all be wow. doing uh, uh, their own little acts. They all go to clown school, and they learn how to uh, how to be uh, good at clowning. <laughs> so, it, you know, a, I mean, some people are good at it just Naturally. by turning up. But yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll see some no, it's going to be clowns terrific. You know, people have just dropped their jaws if they haven't seen this before. They just go, oh, my God, I didn't know it was like this. Sensational. Brian, well, thank you so much. It's a very, very hectic day for you today. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to chat to us. And good luck with the day. We're looking forward to it. It's a great pleasure. Thank you. Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast. I recently got engaged. Speaking of life milestones. Boom! There it is. That's the ring. That's, that's the sound. The old rock. Usually a diamond okay. is conventional, but a small bell has been put on a new year's finger. <laughs> hey. Um, and we're now getting the questions of when when's the engagement party? Mm. When's the wedding? When's the engagement party? Um, wedding, I've got a standard answer for. 
hey, you know, it'll be 18 months, you know, to two years away. Like, we know, we're not, we're not planning that just yet. But engagement party, mm. it's quite difficult because when you get engaged towards the end of the year, you can't really do an engagement party because it's Christmas shows. Sure. And especially it's, now with the uh, gay marriage plebiscite, there's going to be engagement parties coming out the wazoo. It's going to be a very full calendar. True, I didn't even think about that competition, actually. That's a very good point. You've got to really push for it now to get an engagement party. So you can't get have an engagement party towards the end of the year. Everyone's having Christmas shows all that sort of stuff. The start of the year in January, everyone's away on mm-hmm. holidays. So all the people we're close to, you know, it's very hard to find a date that works for them. Um, and then after that, in February, wedding season begins again. So all the good weekends are taken up by um, friends and family weddings, which then is great. A, I love them all. A Thank brief you guys. Pause for Lent after that. Um, no, and then I, wedding season again. I didn't really factor that in. Um, and so now we're looking at March potentially. <gasps> oh, something's just come to me. An idea. You should have a joint engagement party with James. Well, no, because you've already set a date for your Not for my wedding, wedding. but not my engagement party. I would happily. Amelia, I accept your invitation to have all my friends come to your engagement party. Um, We'll discuss that later. Many of them are comedians and they drink. Hey, hey, hey. I can't even find a date yet. This is my issue. issue. Well, your date will be your fiancé. Just listen to my issue. I'm listening. Mills, I thought that engagement party was unnecessary. We Did didn't you? have one. Because, again, it's a lot to organise. And I feel a little bit guilty getting all of my friends to one place and saying, hey, please uh, bring a gift. I don't. Oh, do you get a gift? <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to bring a gift. Yeah, that's oh, where you've been going your, ta- your whole Taylor, life, if you're listening, mate. we're having an engagement party. I changed my mind. Yeah, you're supposed to bring a gift to an engagement party. So I feel like it's really, because you're going to bring another gift to the wedding. I'm at, yeah, look, I don't really Double gift. I don't have an issue with that. Uh, look, my issue is, though, is now that too late. We got engaged in October. Can I even have an engagement party in March? Let it go, mate. Do people still have engagement well, parties? Yeah, I've certainly been to quite a few. have these long engagements. You're engaged for two and a half years now. And what if there's a war? You'll never get married in time. I need some advice. 13, 10, 60. Should I even have an engagement party? Yes or no? What are the rules? Is it too late for me to have an engagement party? Like what, five or six yeah. months after the event? Did you go without an engagement party? Did Is- you have one and you thought, this is a mistake? 13, 10, 60, engagement parties. Should Amelia have one? Should you have one? Engagement parties. Is it okay to have one separate from James? Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast. Do you need an engagement party? I'm finding it really hard to schedule an engagement party around all my friends and family. It's really hard to get everyone in the one place. Do I even need to have one? Too many friends, mate. That's your problem. Too popular. I mean, I'm struggling, not for that reason, because I think we'll just go to the parklands and... And have a sesh, but I can't afford the hundred and fifty dollars for booze. <laughs> Thirteen ten sixty. Do we even need to have an engagement party? What are people doing nowadays? Emily from Port Elliot has called in. Emily, what should I do? I personally don't think you need one. Um, I got engaged in July, and my partner and I decided it's pretty much like a mini wedding, but just people to say congratulations for getting engaged, and they say that anyway. Mm-hmm. So we decided against it we decided that we'll just get married when we can afford to get married and um everyone can come together then um everyone's so busy these days so why have one it's hard when are you getting married emily um not till 2019 okay but 2019 yes how recently were you engaged sorry just to get that how long is the engagement then uh well we got engaged in july but we do have a baby due in december okay so you've got a lot of stuff on your plate Yep. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, do I even need to? It is, you you look at how much you're spending when you start to book things and stuff. And oh, is there a baby there? 
Yes, there is. That's my that's my twelve month old. Oh, oh wow. gosh! Oh, you've got a lot on your plate. You know what I'm saying? Get up. a hasty wedding done, Emily. Get down to the registrar, sign the paper. Just save yourself the bother. Thirteen ten sixty. We are asking. Do you even need to have an engagement party? What are people doing nowadays? I'm not sure. I need to organise one um, and I'm asking for your help. Um, we've also had someone else ring in. Cheryl, what do you reckon about engagement parties? Hello. Firstly, congratulations on getting engaged. And secondly, when it comes to engagement parties, it's more of a relaxed situation where you're actually celebrating with family and friends. It doesn't have to be big. You can just do a barbecue or something small like that to get family and friends together. And the key with your issue with time frame is you send out a save the date. So it basically pre-warns them. Yes. And then closer to the day, then you send out an actual invitation. So they're already pre-warned about it. And yep. the engagement, I think, is really special because it is more of a celebration and more relaxing, whereas your wedding's more formal. Okay. There's so many formalities and stuff. You, yeah. you guess and that don't really enjoy themselves. Well, they do enjoy themselves, but not till it gets to like late in the night oh, and there's sure. like I mean, been a lot of alcohol. You've got to sit through a 90-minute nuptial <laughs> like mass. That. Different tone, different tone. Different like tone. That. that absolutely works. Um, now, a oh, very special guest, um, friend of the show, I think I can fairly say that, Emma Charlton, Hit 107's newsreader for Amos Katanangas. First of all, Em, good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. You're a special human. Guys. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Emma <laughs> Hello. Hey, Em, you've just got engaged recently, yes? Yes, um, all November last year. So, so where are you at? So, uh, have you organised an engagement party, or is it one of the, is it in the maybe pile? No, we had our engagement party in February. Did oh, you? I, I just Can't assumed. Help I just assumed that it was coming up because yeah, we haven't. We on account there. of oh, not being invited, good. that's cool. Em, em, so you did have one, yes? Yes. And I say definitely have one meal. Mm. Yep. It's so you can invite everyone that you probably can't have at the wedding. Mm, can you? Oh, well, I'm sure it was a magical affair, Emma. I'm sure it was lovely. <laughs> Strategic. Hang St- on. Hang on. So does, that, been away, James. does that mean we're still in the mix to go to the wedding? Or how does this work? Oh, yeah. Guys, you've been uh, awkward. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's like yeah, M- M- having a location wedding. <laughs> okay. yeah. And the location is somewhere we're not allowed to go. Pretty that's much. the one pretty much. location. Well, I would say um, overall, then, yes, you should have an engagement party. Thank you. Um, but more importantly, can James bar. and I come? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can't have a joint engagement party with me. I won't have a joint engagement party. I wouldn't want to be in that state. Is it the look of him? Is that what's putting you off? You think your friends might be scared of him? No. What is it? No, not at all. I just... No, you just You're can't. afraid that our love will be too bright and will outshine. <laughs> that's definitely it. That's, okay. that's 100%. Hey, guys, very randomly, the, the Veronicas. Yes. We love the Veronicas. Mm. Yes, we do. Massive beef with <gasps> each other. <gasps> what? True story. No! Oh, I know. Not the Veronicas! Contain yourself, Jason. The one thing I knew to be true was that they had love for each other. <laughs> we'll get Sisterly, to it next. no! Hi, Gary Megan here. If you know me, then you know that I love everything about food. And now I'm sharing that love with my podcast series, A Plate to Call Home. Listen now on Podcast One as I speak to fascinating people about the innovative things that they're doing in food and, of course, share their stories. If you're into food, you'll love my podcast, A Plate to Call Home. Download the app or listen now at podcastone.com.au. No matter what you're into, there's one for everyone. Podcast One. Oh, it's a pageant! 
The Christmas pageant is on. It is the best time of year. Straight after this, you need to go home and put your Christmas tree up because it's so exciting. I love Christmas. And, hey, it's about to kick off in just under an hour. The Christmas pageant starts. It weaves its way through the city from South Terrace to North Terrace. And we have sent our roving reporter down there, James McCann. Oh, oh there he is. Hello! Absolute bedlam down here at King William Road. King William Street? Yep, yep. That's the one. Oh, 300,000 people expected for this pageant and 300,001, including myself. (laughs) I'm absolutely loving it. I'm trying to get closer to the front because I get a good view. There's all these children in the way. Out of my way, guys! (laughs) I'm from the media! There we go, and now we're preparing now for a lovely, lovely Christmas parade. Santa Claus, a.k.a. Father Christmas, a.k.a. some guy who works for the, who knows, the elves and stuff, nowhere to be seen. Can Can't you, find him. I may have to Can you put him. someone on, James? Obviously, everyone's really excited. Yes, I can. There's a clown over here. Hello, Mr. Clown. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, mate. I'm doing fine. <laughs> having a good... All right, let's go away from him. He smells like bourbon. It's so great to be here at the Christmas pageant. So what, what's everyone doing at the moment? Obviously, they're all waiting. How are we keeping Nervous occupied? anticipation. Yep. Nervous. People are afraid. What if Santa Claus doesn't come? What if it goes wrong? It won't go wrong. People are excited. Is it unusual that um, All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey is playing in the background? That doesn't seem like a very Christmas pageant Adelaide song. That's normal. Is very it? Very normal. There's an echo. Hmm? What's going on here? Why are we so specific with the location before? I don't understand. Yeah, I'm definitely... James, we no. can see you. We can see I'm you. Roving. Hit 107 Kitchen. I'm roving live. <laughs> you couldn't even go downstairs. There is no it way... Is live. There is no way that you could have got from here to King William Road, which is about a 200-metre walk in under five minutes without being on your deathbed panty. Christmas magic. That's what it was. We can see yeah. you. You're in the kitchen. I have Santa power. Go to a song, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia James. James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast. Something very exciting is happening in your life, Hazy. Your wife, Cara, is having a baby. She it's is. First baby. She is. She's 20 weeks pregnant. We're very excited. Got the all clear yesterday after the scan. So um, it's, uh, it's quite a journey. But something's happened to me, guys. What? I've realised just how unbelievable it is, the women that go through this process. I'm just going to put this out there and say that shouldn't be a realisation. It's kind of a given, but c- carry on. Okay. Well, have you been pregnant, mate? No, I have not, but I can... This James, is not pregnancy pregnant? shaming. This is pregnancy glorification hour. Maybe this was the wake-up call I needed, mm. mm-hmm. all right, because the girls do an absolutely sensational job. As far as I'm concerned, it's not we're pregnant, it's they're pregnant, because guys have it easy, so easy. Some men have the simple pathetic pregnancy where they get, you know, like a little person and they strap into their body with a harness. Do you know what you're really good at? Is mm-hmm. talking about the 0.05%. <laughs> I like that you think 0.05% might get a little person and strap them with a harness to feel pregnant. Oh, I think it might be less than that, esoteric <laughs> I'm not, Amelia. I'm not, I'm not ruling it out. Guys, I have penned an open letter to not only my wife, yeah. but the wider pregnant community because I just want to give you all a big thumbs up. Well done on everything that you've done. Well done! Well done, guys. Top work. Let's hear it. Dear Cara, I'll admit it. I took what you're going through for granted. 
I assumed it to be a pretty easy, enjoyable ride with a slight inconvenience when it came to wearing clothes. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Wowee! I was wrong. Hormones are dangerous and you are drowning in them. At first, I accused you of being dramatic, which on reflection I've learned was a shocking move. Sorry about that. I now understand why you burst into tears when I tipped out your half-drunk glass of water. It was a ripping glass of water that cannot be recovered. I apologise. Giving up alcohol is one thing, but I had no idea of all the other little delicacies that you would have to sacrifice, i.e. sushi and cigarettes. Just kidding. You don't smoke. I'm just having a bit of fun. But seriously, I have no willpower when it comes to giving up these. And you're doing a fantastic job. And quite recently, I've drank way too much and you've driven me home. And um, as hilarious as it is, me singing horses at the top of my lungs, smelling of beer and garlic, thank you for putting up with me. Finally, your body might be getting more beautiful as your belly gets bigger. I'm quite serious about this one. What is happening is remarkable, and you're doing such a great job, and it's something that I wouldn't be capable of. It's amazing. Well done, and God bless you. Love, Andrew. P.S. Can we get takeaway for dinner? Love you. Are you serious? <laughs> Why are you writing in a texter? What do you mean? Text was the only thing I had handy. That that last part was very lovely, and I almost had a tear in my eye. Almost, key word. I was very almost. moved. I, think I did to the very unusual. I find pregnant woman very attractive no, section. I like that a lot. I don't remember saying that. I don't yeah. remember saying that. I, and I apologise if that was the vibe that I put out there. That wasn't what <laughs> that I was, was going was for. Lovely. Very lovely. Look at you, lovely daddy. Um, ladies out there, congratulations! It's a beautiful thing, and my eyes are now open. I want another baby. James? You don't have a baby yet. James, thank you. You jumped hmm? on board. You're pregnant? Uh, yes, I'm carrying twins. Good. 0.75%. <laughs> I ate two pieces of toast today. Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast. Supernova is on this weekend and we are joined right now by the very intelligent Dr. Carl. Thank you much. Thank you so much, sir, for coming in and having a chat with us. Thank you, Dr. Andrew, Dr. James, Dr. Amelia. <laughs> yes, everyone's yes, a doctor. Yes. Uh, honorary doctors in this office. Yeah, I'm not a real doctor. I'm only a medical doctor in a university system. The only person who's a real doctor has a PhD, as they let me know in a school of physics. Oh, so oh. you're a boring doctor. You're not like a Dr. Dre kind of thing. No, I'm the one that they call for on the plane. I do about one every year. You get normally one medical emergency every 11,000 passenger miles. Really? That's fascinating. The tedious sort of doctors who actually help people with something. <laughs> My record was in 1999 when I had five medical emergencies to deal with. Four lived, one died. Oh. Okay. Ooh. That was a bit of a downer. <laughs> well, you're busy. Sorry. You're getting a lot done. Saving four is pretty exciting. This is your, if I'm correct, yep. 43rd book. Yeah, number 43. 43. Where do That's you amazing. find time to go out and buy those fantastic shirts? Ah, my wife makes them for me. Get and out. secondly, I get my material by going out and plagiarizing the work of the scientists. They do the hard work. I turned it into English. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so obviously she's extremely creative. Or do you, go, do you go to her with the design and say, I want this? Uh, we, we, she does most of the finding of the fabric in the shops. The trouble with buying fabric from overseas is that when you get it, it sometimes looks different from how they advertise yeah, it on yes. the web. Yeah. And then they say, mm. oh yeah, no worries. Just send it back airmail at a hundred million dollars per kilogram. <laughs> yeah. So we, we try to buy locally. Dr. Carl, you are the expert at asking just the most random questions. I don't think you've ever been stumped in your life. I've got one for you, which I reckon I might put you under the hammer. How come every morning when I pick up James, he smells like off burnt hair? Burnt hair, not bum breath? 
Oh, maybe that's what it is. What I do in my <laughs> private time, Dr. Carl, is my business. Okay, now it all depends where you're smelling him. So <laughs> has he had a shower and are you smelling his mouth? And the thing about the mouth is that bad breath is overwhelmingly coming from the mouth, not from the gut, and it's mostly due to the fact that overnight you haven't produced much saliva, and so different bacteria take over. And I remember this, my five-year-old daughter clawing into bed with me and saying, oh, Daddy, I love you very much. Slight pause. Hey, Daddy, comma, your mouth smells like a bum. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. So it might be the breath. He hasn't brushed his teeth enough. And the thing about brushing your teeth, you've got to brush your tongue. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yes. brush you know that the tongue. I am opposed to tongue brushing. Oh. Oh. There you go. If um, I like candles at home, scented candles, do you think my dog, who is a bulldog, do you think he hates them? Um, I worked as a doctor in a kid's hospital. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, every year family dogs rip the faces off 15,000 kids. Oh. And they're nearly always family dogs that have never done this ever before. Number three, uh, when you're burning candles in your house, you're increasing your smog levels uh, to higher levels, air pollution levels, to higher than in a moderately busy city street. So uh, burning anything creates pollution. Number three, number four, often it smells nice and I like it. Yeah, okay. Whether the dog likes it, who knows. Thank you so much, Dr. Carl, for your time this morning. We can't wait to see you at Supernova. Have a wonderful time. And, of course, your book's out, Carl, The Universe and Everything. Thank you, Dr. Amelia, Dr. James and Dr. Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) What an absolute champion, Dr. Carl, he is. So Supernova should be an excellent day today. Um, That's just about it for us. But each and every week, uh, we have a caller of the day, someone that we like to just reward for being awesome, getting involved with the show. Um, Rachel, you, I believe, um, guessed the secret sound this morning. Is that correct? Yes, yes, that's correct. I did. Uh, we've got some news for you, James, if you will. Well, first of all, I did say that prayer for you. He actually did. Yes, I that think... was wonderful. Thank you. I hope you felt that moving your life. And also, we're treating you to a lovely dinner, aren't we? Oh, Argentina yes. food, yes. La Boca. Yes. Enjoy! Yes. <laughs> You're so excited yes. about the prayer, Thank and I guys. like that. Thank you so yes, much for you know, hanging out with us. No, oh, oh, you're wonderful, Rachel. We loved oh, speaking to you, you earlier. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Gosh, you have a good weekend, Rachel. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, Christmas pageant on today starts in what? Half an hour's time? 9.30. Half on the dot. That's when the golden whistle is blown, I believe. Yes, yes, that is. That's, that's it. Not, that a, is not a euphemism. There is a golden whistle. No, there is. <laughs> yes, it's, I'm saying it's, it's not it's a euphemism. It's from um, like 1930 or something. I'm not sure, but it's the original golden whistle that starts the The Rigididge Goldie Whist, yeah. they call it. <laughs> Hey, guys, and don't worry. I mean, stick around. Here on 107's Golden Ticket. Tickets to Ed Sheeran, so Pink, gold. Bruno Mars, Harry Styles. I mean, it's all golden on this radio station. Oh, nothing but gold. We could get you on the standby list coming up very soon. Enjoy the rest of your day, please, people. Enjoy the pageant. Have a good Have one. Have a good weekend. Bless you. Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast.